Hello, I'm Julie. <laughs> and I'm Cassandra. And we are the Ghoul Gals. Cool. And we... <laughs> cool. cool. Um, and we are going to talk about uh, spooky things. Yeah. Weird we stuff. Like, we like the spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that entail? Um, mo- like monster stuff, monster mm-hmm. sightings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and haunted stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, apparitions and, and things. Ghosts. Ghosts, for sure. Yeah. Um, witchy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Witches are cool. Witches are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we're yeah, doing. That's so what we're talking about. Yeah. We're, we're going to be sharing some legends and mm-hmm. some lore and some, just some spooky stories for you guys. Yeah. 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 So we like, uh... We started getting into the occult, let's say, (laughs) um, a few years ago uh, when we would uh, watch scary movies together. Mm -hmm. Um, And we would love to, like, talk about uh, scary things and, like, talk during the movies (laughs) and figure out what would happen if we were met by, like, a killer clown or which um, stuff. Almost every solution to being met by someone scary is locking ourselves in the bathroom we decided yes <laughs> so the bathroom that's a good tip for everyone out there in case you ever get met with a like a a killer clown or <laughs> or a uh, ghost next murderer. murderer i don't know about ghosts because ghosts can you know yeah, ghosts can get certain right in kinds there. of ghosts can can just float float on through that door it's true it's true which would be horrifying yeah yeah or like, yeah, if a little ghoul pops up, you're probably fine. Because <laughs> like, you know, first like comes the the fear diarrhea. <laughs> so of course, yeah, of course, <laughs> number one. <laughs> so you like you need to be in a bathroom, oh, yeah. or else it's just it's a it's, it's a just mess. a horrible situation for everyone yeah. involved. Yeah, especially you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's like heavy stuff in the bathroom. Like that's like the place where like people die the most uh-huh. is in the bathroom mm-hmm. so like you can just like try and get that killer in there yeah make him slip and fall mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you lift up the uh the top of the toilet tank and hit him right in the head <laughs> right in the face or right in the in the dick or in the knees <laughs> or you know just hit him somewhere yeah and it will hurt very badly yeah unless of course he's a ghost so i don't know yeah so really what we're saying is if it's a ghost, you're just screwed. screwed. <laughs> yeah, just get out of that house that you're in. Yes. Because chances are the ghost is attached to the house and not to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like, I mean, even if you are just moved in there, you know, you're probably not unpacked yet. So just get out of there and find somebody else. Yep, even easier to rip <laughs> off that band-aid. Burn the house down, leave. Collect your it's insurance. Fine. Ooh, yeah. 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 Foolproof if you were smart enough to get insurance. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway, um, yeah, that's a little bit about us. Mm-hmm. Um, about what we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're super excited yeah. to start this podcast. Yeah. We, we love spooky things. And I think the, um, the coolest thing about this is being able to explore different stories that we haven't heard of. And explore our own belief system. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't say that either of us definitive, definitively believe in 
any of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. But like, you know, in the in the Fox Mulder vein, we want to believe. Yeah. So like, it's good to talk about. And I like hearing all these different stories from different parts of the world and different parts of the country and asking myself whether I actually believe in them. So it's yeah. exciting to yeah. share it with your friend and with the world. Oh, oh, oh! Cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Just everything that Cassandra just said. <laughs> it's great. It'll yeah. be really fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're actually gonna get started. Mm-hmm. Um. With a haunting, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So, what we're going to do, I think, for most of the episodes, is we both look into something. Um, and then we'll talk about it, which, uh, is exciting. And then, um, we won't talk to each other about, about what, um, our story is. So it's a surprise to me. Like we may, maybe the subject matter, but not what is actually going on. So, um, mine is Elmwood Cemetery in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And according to its website, it's the oldest continuously operating non-denominational cemetery in the city, which is pretty impressive because Detroit is fucking old. Seriously. And, um, uh, oh, actually, you know what? I thought it was just in Detroit, but it's actually the entire state of Michigan. Whoa. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's probably the most haunted, in my opinion, but, you know, uh, the official website didn't put that on there. So, <laughs> I don't know about that for sure. Um, okay, so it was established in 1846 and has a bunch of notable, like, politicians. And it has a lot of mayors, senators, governors, wartime people... And, and just, like, you know, regular folks, too. So, like, we could be buried there if we wanted. We could? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be buried. But... No. Um. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to, like, a mausoleum, though. Oh, yeah, no. Like, my body doesn't have to be there, but just, like... Right, really my body cool. will be, like, uh, at a body farm or something. <laughs> but then you can erect a monument in my honor. Beautiful. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, I don't know if they would do that, though. I feel like if you, you can do whatever you want. If, if, if I you give, have enough money, you can do it. I was just going to say that. <laughs> if, I give, <laughs> if I give them, if I somehow get enough money to do that, then that sounds good. Nice. Okay. Um, so they're... Uh, da, 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 da. Boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was actually a... Um, we talked about this last night, but there was a Shakespearean actress from the 19th century buried there. And I don't think she was born in Michigan, and she didn't live in Michigan, so I'm not <laughs> sure why she's buried there, but um, her name is Margaret Mather, and Wikipedia mostly talks about her roles and stuff, and it's not uh, particularly interesting, <laughs> but... Um, Rub. <laughs> she like has nothing to do with Michigan, and she's not even interesting. 
But she's in, like, the coolest cemetery, so right. that's that, cool. You know, that makes her interesting. Yeah. Um, she retired from acting in 1890 after marrying Gustav Pabst of PBR fame. Ooh! Which was cool, because we both love a good PBR. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. <laughs> As if they aren't all exactly the same. <laughs> As if they all aren't terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... And they ended up divorcing after she threatened him with a whip. So she sounds pretty cool. Whoa, like I'm in. They didn't go into any detail at all about what happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she was like trying to kill him or if it was some sex stuff or <laughs> what. But like, well, she was like an actress, so maybe she's just like doing it for the drama, you know? Probably. And I can say that because I studied theater. Right. Like, <laughs> I I am her. Right. I am she. You are Margaret Mather. I am Margaret Mather. It, it makes sense because you love PBR. I love PBR. And you're an actress. Yeah. And, and I could be into whips. I think I she know. had brown hair too, so. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. She's white and had brown hair, so. <laughs> so we're the same person. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um... I'm telling you this because she was buried on Easter Sunday, which I found weird and kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you ever do that? Yeah. It's like, no one, everyone's at Easter church. Yeah. And stuff. Right? <laughs> um, like, who are you to be right. like, you know what? Don't, yeah. don't do Easter stuff. Margaret Mather, you didn't Celebrate even, me. You didn't even go here. Like, you <laughs> didn't even go here. <laughs> um, but she was also buried in her white Juliet dress. Ooh. Which, like. No, no, no. Right. Can you imagine her creepy ghost self walking around that cemetery? Like, there's been no sightings of this, but I'm just, you know, thinking about it. Yeah. I I love it. Yeah. She, yeah, she sounds like a drama queen in the best way. Right. Yeah. And if she's a drama queen, then she is definitely a ghost. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. There's no way she was just like, all right, that's it for my life. (laughs) And then rested peacefully. (laughs) Um, so that's, you know, there's a lot of cool people buried there and it's really beautiful. Um, the cemetery became a nonprofit in 1849 and in 1883, an endowment fund was created for care of the cemetery and individual lots in the future, um, which I thought was cool. Yeah. It's like, how many cemeteries can say that? Huh. Probably not a lot. I don't know. Probably not. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and it's the grounds are so beautiful. Although we haven't been there yet, the grounds are beautiful because it was designed by uh, Frederick Law Olmsted, who did uh, Central Park and oh, Belle Isle. Shoot! Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's got like. It's very hilly. It's got winding roads. Oh my god! It's got a million trees. Oh, speaking of trees, there's um, it's <clears throat> it's um, Detroit's first and possibly only certif- certified arboretum. Whoa! Yeah. So, I mean, I love a cemetery with with trees. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that's cool. It's cool that it's a cemetery, but it's also this nature place. Yeah. You know, it's not just like a flat piece of land with graves in it. Yeah, like it was meant to be like right. traversed by right. alive people. Exactly. So that's neat. And dead people. <laughs> um, so that's cool. I like that a lot. Um, 
<laughs> There's a lot of cool photos online of it. A lot of a lot of the crypts are actually built into the hills, which I found really cool. Oh, neat. So, like, that must look amazing in the fall. Oh, my gosh. Sure. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. <laughs> so, we're going we're gonna to move into this cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is our home now. As soon as we can. <laughs> <laughs> this is my swamp. Okay, so on to the spooky stuff. Mm. Um, so I felt like picking a cemetery to talk about ghosts was kind of like, uh, boring, okay. you know, cause it's, you know, I go any, literally anytime I go past a cemetery, I'm like, that's haunted for sure. For sure. Doesn't matter when it was made. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, of course it's haunted and, um. I almost scrolled past this one on the list when I was looking for, for haunted Detroit places, but I'm glad I didn't because these stories are real weird. I um, can't wait. So, for the first spooky part, we have to go back in time. Back I'm e- with you. <laughs> uh, back even further than uh, before the cemetery was a cemetery. And it's in 1763, so the country is not a country yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a rebellion of American Indians, mostly comprising of peoples from the Great Lakes region, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were trying to drive British, Br- British soldiers and settlers out of their region. Historically, this is called Pontiac's Rebellion, after Chief Pontiac. Uh-huh. Um, you may recognize that name from Pontiac, Michigan, mm-hmm. or Shitty Old Cars. <laughs> um, he was one of the foremost leaders of this group of American Indians, and at one point during this war, he laid siege to Fort Detroit, um, and it lasted almost six months. Oh my gosh. Right. Uh, and so this started in, I think, April. And in July, uh, during, a t- during an attempt to end the siege, a British captain and 250 of his men attempted to make a surprise attack on the encampment. However, uh, Chief Pontiac was ready, possibly having been tipped off by the French, and was waiting with over 400 warriors at oh Parents Creek, where Elmwood Cemetery sits today. So that's 400 of Chief Pontiac's men versus 250 British. Nice. <laughs> good for you. Yes, yeah, good for you. Um, the British wound up with 20 dead and 34 wounded, which seems like a small number. Yeah, for how many people there were. Right. Yeah, I would so, assume just like 249 dead. <laughs> Out of 250. One wounded. <laughs> one wounded. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the creek was said to have run red with blood for days after the battle because of because of all the men who were were hurt and killed and just lying in the water oh my gosh that's like that's literally a plague like right how many people were got sick from drinking water nearby bloody water yeah bloody creek yeah gross so um it's called bloody run creek now (laughs) 
<laughs> makes sense. Fun. Yeah, it's a good name. And it's still running in Elmwood to this day, although it's a very, very small, like, trickle of water now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, it's so tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that they put this cemetery where this gigantic bloody battle happened. Yes. So I just love... And so, uh, naturally... Um, People have seen, like, ghosts of soldiers and stuff walking around the tombstones, and which is creepy enough. Yeah. But, like, British soldiers and American Indians from the 18th century, like, that is ultimate creepy to me. Mm-hmm. That is, like, yeah. Some like of the it. creepiest soldiers, yeah. too. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Um, okay, so that was the first part. There's not, I guess there's not a lot of, like, sightings or anything. It's just stuff that people have claimed to see. Okay. Um, so after that, there is the story of the veiled lady, <gasps> which is spooky all Yikes. by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, it's actually a headstone that was carved by Randolph Rogers, who was a sculptor who grew up in Ann Arbor. Oh. Yeah. But, um, which is in Michigan. <laughs> and um, moved overseas to Italy to do sculpting, I would assume. Yeah. Um, he did some stuff in Washington, D.C., in downtown Detroit. So he's a pretty good, you know, he's a, he's a talented guy. Yeah. He's like he's like a person. He's like a real right. Like, he's not just sculptor. some random random ass guy. <laughs> some dude. Can you sculpt this? Uh, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I can I give can it a shot. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, so it was for um, a very wealthy Detroit attorney named Joshua W. Waterman. That sounds like a fake name. It does. Um, Jasmine W. Waterman. (laughs) At your service. (laughs) Um, He wanted to to create this sculpture for his family plot. Okay. Um, So initially when I heard about this, I thought that it was a statue, like a a sculpture of a person. Mm -hmm. But it's actually this like enormous um like it almost looks like the mirror of Erised from Harry Potter what <laughs> it's, it's yeah it's like it's got it, it just looks like a frame almost like a photo frame i guess oh my gosh it's okay huge and then in the center is this woman who's just like floating on by her entire body is covered in like a veil. Oh no no no, <laughs> um, no no no! Yeah, you can't see her face uh, at all. You can see like the outline of her nose and stuff, but that's garbage. That's because it. like if you can't see it, then you're like making it up in your head. So exactly. you're making it into like the creepiest <laughs> lady you could think of, like really dead eyes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he did this for his family, which I don't, you know, creep. <laughs> I'm doing it for you. No, you're doing it for yourself, Joshua. <laughs> Joshua W. Waterman. It does sound like a fake name. The it more does. that you say it, it really does. So, 
like a scammer. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm an attorney. And like at this time, he probably would have gotten away with it. Probably. There were so many scams going on. Yeah. Someone was like, hey, what? what's your name again? It's a, uh, it's a, uh, and like glances at the river. Water. Man. Men. Waterman. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Must be true. <laughs> this sounds, it sounds right. <laughs> I'm sorry to the uh, Waterman family if you're still around um, that we're blaspheming your family yeah. name. But, um, uh, you know, you brought it upon yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you gotta know. You gotta already know. It's, you know. It's not a real name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I feel like this is even creepier than a statue of, like, a full person. I find this tremendously frightening. <laughs> yeah. And I am excited to get the chance to go actually see it in person. Mm-hmm. But, um... I'll wait in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you better not. See it from far, far away. <laughs> I just can't, like... you and not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, so the sculptor whose name was... Rogers, which I said earlier, but I've already forgotten. <laughs> um, he loaded it onto a ship bound for Detroit because he was in Rome. Um, but the ship sank <gasps> off the coast of Spain. Like, the full ship went down. What? Yeah. Um, and the 20-ton monument... 20 tons? 20 tons. This is from a blog, though, so okay. I don't know if that's, you know... Accurate. I don't know where she's getting her information from, so... <laughs> it's 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of an exaggeration. No. Um, 20, but I mean, it's it's really big and it's made of marble. Yeah, so. it's a, <laughs> 20 tons. That makes sense. Sure. Um, oh, it spent two full years underwater before it was even recovered. What? But they were able to recover it? After two years. Like, I don't know... What? What they were doing. Yeah. Were they looking for it for two years and couldn't find it? Like, who... They don't even spend two years looking for a body. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Screw this. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know what the story is behind that. That's crazy. It's a long time. Plus, like, the ocean. Like, right. the ocean is huge and deep and horrifying. Yeah. yeah. It's dark and full of terror. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, okay, they finally found it somehow. I don't, you know, this is still the 19th century, so I don't even know. They didn't have, like, any kind of technology to look from the surface, I would imagine. So they had to send, like, divers down? Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird story. (laughs) Um, So the monument was loaded up again, and then that boat, Sunk in the Hudson River. What? So, <laughs> someone build a better boat. Yeah, am okay. I right? Right. Um, so, yikes! At least it made it across the Atlantic Ocean this time, <laughs> and it was really close to Detroit. If it's in the Hudson River, yeah. I mean, you know, comparatively um, to the to the ocean, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Again, it's not even just that they lost the monument. Like, the monument was thrown overboard. The The boat sunk in wow. the river. Yeah. So it's just baffling. She me. was like, thirsty what? or something. <laughs> Girl, you can't drink salt, salt water. It's only going to make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Maybe that's the problem. She like got down there and she's like, ooh, this is awful. Put me back. <laughs> got in the next boat. Forgot somehow. Oh, wait. Gotta be better. Oh, wait. No, no. The Hudson River, River would be fresh yeah, water. Yeah, it I would guess. be fresh water. But like, mm, disgusting. Yeah. You know. Filthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it was brought up again somehow. Like, so, this thing sunk twice. And they found it twice. Think of how many oh human beings get lost in the water and mm-hmm. they never find them. Yeah. It makes me so angry. Again, no one would look for a, a, an ocean body for two years. Mm-mm. But a statue. Mm-mm. They looked for it. they looked for like JFK Jr. for like two weeks. <laughs> Gave up. <laughs> Welp. Still haven't found him. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, and then... So I don't know what time it was when it actually made it to Detroit and the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 1919, it was toppled over by a windstorm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> how many 20, tons was it? <laughs> 20 ton monument was toppled <laughs> over toppled by to... a windstorm. Like how yeah. strong were those winds? Right. And to use the word topple, like it must have just like bloop. Um, and so the sculpture was patched with cement and put back in place oh my gosh so like what kind of control does this veiled lady have yeah over all the people around her that they're constantly saving her even though she's not worth it (laughs) (laughs) or Um, like yeah like nature's trying to get rid of that yeah there's something going Mm -hmm. on the universe does not want her to be around no 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 and human beings being the idiots that we are uh continue to defy nature's (laughs) nature's desires um so aside from all that crazy stuff it's said that looking at the veiled lady um some people are consumed with a feeling of unease or dread. Whoa. And she still stands at uh, Elmwood Cemetery today. Ooh. That lady. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, I feel like people might be consumed with that feeling because it's a creepy thing. <laughs> like, they're in a cemetery already. hmm And that monument is very frightening yeah so it might have to do with that maybe but it also might have to do with the fact that it's probably haunted <laughs> it's almost <laughs> definitely haunted <laughs> spooky, or like spooky, possessed spooky. by a demon or something you Ooh. know like that's no good yeah it's no good um <laughs> cool yeah that, that's awesome yeah. I, like i love old cemeteries and um me too yeah like i grew up i, I still live right in front of a really old spooky cemetery. So in some ways, I'm just like, you know, it's a cemetery. It's cool. It's just like part of life. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, respectful of it. Right. In the way that like, I fear you a little bit. (laughs) No thanks. Right. Yeah. 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 I love cemeteries too. Especially big old ones like that. Yeah. 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 I remember when I was younger and even now sometimes when I say that I live right next to a cemetery, um, people are like, oh, like, when you were younger, did you, like, sneak in there at night and, like, drink or anything? And I was always like, um, no. Hell no. Hell no. That's why I'm still alive. Because I did not. 
Because I respect the dead. <laughs> I respect the dead and I respect myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, that's I'm not doing it. That's what matters most. You have to respect yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's why people get into so much trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just hide in that bathroom. <laughs> You're good. Shoot. Yeah. So that's my story. Cool. I, I love my it. stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So I'm going to talk about, um, as we keep going, I don't know if we actually mentioned that we were doing all Detroit-themed things. Oh, oh we did not. Uh, we did not. <laughs> Since it's our very first podcast, don't know if you can tell, um, <laughs> we decided that we would do, like, hometown business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, learning a little bit more about, like, where we live. Right. Um, which is cool. Right. Uh, so my story uh, is about... Main Rouge. Uh-huh. Um, definitely, it's it's a French word. Yeah. Um, and Do you have yet, a translation? Here I am. Yes. Yeah, here I am butchering it because I'm pretty sure that we, like, everyone here just calls it Nain Rouge. I, I want to say Nain Rouge, but I don't Nain, think that. Nain Rouge? No. It's N-A-I-N. Yeah. Space. Le non, rouge. Le non rouge. <laughs> I don't know. Le non rouge. Well, a- anyway, it means uh, red dwarf in French. Um, so we're going to talk about this. Um, Cassandra did haunted stuff, and so I'm doing creature stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the non rouge creature feature uh, <laughs> um, is is our little like claim to to spooky monster fame. <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna just read you a little story. Yay! Gonna spin some yarn. Yeah. Um, about the first time that anyone saw the name Rouge, or like the first like written, um, thing. So this story, um, is a story. <laughs> God, you're actually seeing an American. Um, this story, uh, was <laughs> written in 1883, um, by Marie. Caroline Watson Hamlin. Oh, that's a good name. It's a good name. It's a lot of names. It's too many names. It's too many names. It could be at least two (laughs) names. Um, (laughs) But so it was written, uh, like I said, 1883. Mm -hmm. uh, But our story starts in 1701. So really, this is the first first written down version of this Mm -hmm. story. Uh, but it's 180 years after it actually happened. Ooh. So there's, I don't know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's going on That's here? very old. Uh, but I want to believe. So here we are. <laughs> so our story starts in 1701 at a lavish party in the banquet hall of the Grand Castle of St. Louis, Quebec. St. Louis? Quebec? Yeah. In Quebec. In Quebec. Ah, uh, Quebec. <laughs> uh, the party is was full of uh, French officers, uh, with the post of honor being filled by Monsieur Le Mont Cadillac. Um, Cadillac oh, of Cadillac, Cadillac fame. <laughs> um, he had just returned from France with a commission of 15 acres on Le Détroit, uh, which so it's just an area, mm-hmm. and he could uh, build wherever he saw fit a fort with a French colony. And so as the party proceeded, and people were getting real drunk, <laughs> suddenly a servant appeared and announced that there was an old fortune teller at the door. Ooh, is this Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, they were all excited about the prospect sure. of some fun, so they sure. let her in. Of course. Uh, yeah, and then to use um, Hamlin, Marie Caroline Watson Hamlin's words, uh, 
She was, this fortune teller, was a woman of unusual height, a dark, swarthy complexion, restless, glittering eye, with a deep, sonorous voice, with a slight foreign accent. So she's like... (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah, she's like the fortune teller of your dreams. Unusual height, does that mean very short or very tall? It's whatever you want it to mean. I'm picturing very tall. Yes, she's a giant. She's like seven her. feet tall. <laughs> um, uh, swarthy. Sounds cute. With a deep voice yeah. and a foreign accent. Um, the whole time I was reading it, I was like, this is Wuthering Heights. <laughs> That's uh, Mr. Rochester, dressed up. As a woman. As a woman. Anyway, so they're at this party. Everybody's kind of drunk. In comes this fortune teller. Sure. Uh, and also, oh my gosh, favorite part about this fortune teller, she had a black cat that sat on her Stop. left shoulder. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so she comes in. She's amazing. She's who I want to be. Yeah. Um, and the fortune Holy teller, <laughs> right? Um, the fortune teller began reading uh, palm after palm. Mm-hmm. And whenever she paused, the cat would lick her ear. Which made the more suspicious in the party think that it was the devil giving her inside information. Oh my god. Right? I'm so into this story already. Um, oh my god. So the fortune teller, um, uh, la 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 la. Okay, all of her, all of her allusions to uh, the past or the people that she was uh, doing the home things mm. um, were eerily correct and seemed almost supernatural. Oh. Uh, finally, she came to Cadillac, who's like the hero, anti-hero yeah. of this story, <laughs> um, and he was pretty skeptical. Mm. And so he asked, uh, "See what you can tell for me of the future. I care not for the past." So he's already, like, messing with some weird stuff, though. Like, he just wants to know what's happening later. (laughs) Um, So after studying his face for a moment, she pulled from her breast a carved silver vial from which she poured a clear, heavy liquid with the look of quicksilver into a small basin. So she's like, yeah, she's pensieving it. Right. Um, And then holding Cadillac's hand, she looks into the bowl. And she began telling him that his destiny was strange. So that's that's a great way to start, of course. That's like the most vague thing. Like, you know, oh, I'm seeing some strange stuff. And he's like, mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so it would be that he would found a great city and be surrounded by lots of children. Like his, his kids. He'd have a bunch of kids. He'd have a great city. Sure. Um, so Cadillac urged her to continue. Like, you hear something good, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, and although she was hesitant, she continued, um, because although there was greatness in his future, there was also strife and bloodshed. So she like pretty much yells, get ready, um, appease the name Rouge, she said, if you offend him, your children will not be given an an inheritance and your name will be forgotten by the city you founded. So like dark, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Um, so Cadillac thought nothing of this prophecy, whatever, because sure. she's uh, dumb. Um, and, and, but <laughs> everyone, so right. Cause everyone else in the party, including his wife were super distressed. They were like, oh, yeah. yikes. Cause I'm sure all the rest were like, Oh, you'll find someone to love in the future. <laughs> yeah. And then his was like, good luck. <laughs> A literal <laughs> tiny demon is going to pop up. You better appease him. Um, so six years later. Um, after he's out, he's out of Quebec, mm-hmm. uh, he's living in Detroit, um, in the settlement that he began, mm-hmm. uh, Cadillac is doing really well for himself. So, um, every year there were more people coming to his city and the birth rate, get ready for this, the birth rate for the previous year was 
14, which is apparently great. Like, they wrote that in there. They're like, and the birth rate was 14. Like, wait for it. 14 babies are born. Holy smokes. Right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe there were like 12 people there, but still, like, um, there were two 14 people there. is great. <laughs> 14 children. Um, oh, in an entire year? In an entire year. Oh, Yeah, God. right? That's rough. Um, old times were scary. I wish were... that there were that few people now, though. <laughs> But then, who would see, like, the Mothman and stuff? True. You gotta populate True. the Earth so that there's nothing so hiding. We... So, so we know what's going on. <laughs> okay. Oh, so anyway. Okay. So they're, they're living in Detroit six years later. Um, they were having a big party, because apparently they only have parties. Sure. Um, for Cadillac's new interpreter, uh, Monsieur Fafard. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Monsieur Fafard. 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 Uh, so the women were in these gorgeous dresses, men were wearing elk skin trousers, gross. um, gross. They <laughs> sat at, like, uh, really, like, well-stocked tables and mm. the shade of huge, gorgeous trees, like, the, the most mm. perfect garden party you can Aww, picture. that's a nice little picnic. Yeah, right? And so then it just gets, like, a little sweeter. Yeah. Um, so then at twilight, Cadillac and his wife were strolling, uh, in the King's Garden, uh, which is kind of downtown-y area, um, used to be there, um, okay. where they were having a heart-to-heart about how happy they were with their lives Aww. and what they hoped their future would look like. Uh, when they overheard two, like, civilian people, mm. um, probably, like, behind a bush or something, I don't know, um, they, they were also in deep conversations. They kept, like, getting, like, little bits of conversation. Oh, um, and those civilians were talking about the inequality of life in the settlement <gasps> and how, like, the poorest of the people were suffering while the richest were having these beautiful garden parties. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. nothing's changed. Am I right? <laughs> um, so, uh... Things cannot run very long thus, one man said. My wife saw a few days ago Le Petit Homme Rouge. 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 And, was, and so, like, that's, that was like a snippet. Like, the, the little... The, the red little boy? The red little boy. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah, because Anna knows French. I, know. <laughs> I, I do not. Um, you know enough. I know un peu. Un peu? Just a little... <laughs> you said merci yesterday and I was like beaucoup so <laughs> you know more than me um, so anyway so upon hearing this Cadillac's wife who was like oh my gosh like little tiny red man I know yeah. this yeah. Um, grabbed his arm and gasped but Cadillac idiot mm. laughed Mm-mm. and was like bah he said bah like bah humbug bah yeah bah bah bah, bah. <laughs> I guess because he's French. Um, so then they turned to go home um, from this garden, and lo and behold, trotting along the beach because they were by the water, uh-huh. was a figure of Ooh. quote a dwarf, Ooh. very red in the face, Ooh. with a bright glistening eye, Ooh. which instead of possessing depth, emitted a cold gleam like the reflection from a polished surface. Yikes. Yeah, so like dead eyes yeah. for sure. And then, not only, and he also had this grinning mouth displaying Ugh. sharp, pointed no. teeth. You <laughs> little needle teeth. Just call me Just needle call me teeth. Needle teeth. <laughs> Gross. Sick. Um, oh my god. So then, uh, Cadillac's wife is like, oh, "What?" And she whispers, "Like <laughs> it's the name Rouge," because like she knows what's up. Oh yeah. Um, she's not an idiot. Like she's her husband. Yeah, dumb, dumb husband. But like, dumb, yeah, dumb Cadillac. Dumb, dumb Cadillac. <laughs> Just call me dumb, dumb Cadillac. <laughs> 
Um, so then Cadillac, being an idiot, because um, remember, like, the fortune teller was like, appease him, uh-huh. like, be be good to mm-hmm. him, whatever. Cadillac grabbed his cane oh, and ran after the dwarf, yelling, <gasps> quote, oh, no. get out of my way, you red imp. <laughs> so, he did the exact opposite of what he should have oh, done. Oh, my God. So then the creature gave a mocking laugh and disappeared. <gasps> Um, shortly after, Cadillac was arrested, had to sell his share of Detroit to pay for his trial, and his children didn't receive any inheritance. Ooh. It was exactly like they said. Shoot. What was he arrested for? Being um, a bad king? It was, <laughs> it was real vague. <laughs> right? Being dumb. Um, it was, like, super vague about okay. how he... But it was, like, his, his enemies arrested him or something. Oh. But then they, so it's like... it's not necessarily, like, he broke the law and got arrested. It's... Yeah. Like, people took him. Yeah. He was already, like, a shady dude, though. Like... Oh, I'm he, sure. Yeah. He made his millions, um, like, selling alcohol to Native Americans and cool. stuff. Yeah. Right? He, wow. was, he was a jerk. Even after everyone was like, um, don't do it. And then he right. did it anyway. So that's cool. Um... That's word. That's word. <laughs> I learned one thing about this name, Rougerie. Um So anyway, so I looked up into what um, a name Rouge would be, mm-hmm. looking at the folklore, um, and it looks like it's kind of like a mix of the French folklore as well as Native American, okay, um, or North American, Native American. Um, yeah, yeah, get it all out. Um, so uh, he's probably a, a Lutin, a Lutin. Uh, French Luton. Luton. Um, which is pretty much a French hobgoblin. <laughs> is what it is. A hobgoblin. Um, That's my favorite word. <laughs> right. Hobgoblin. <laughs> um, so there's things about, like, it sometimes takes the form of a horse, saddled, Ooh. ready to ride. A red horse? Um, no, just a regular horse. Oh. That's why it's sneaky. Um, it's yeah, and uh, Lutons. Uh, sometimes tangle people's or horses' hair into what they call elf locks. Um, when your I, hair? They, kind, kind, it's more like just like they knot your hair, which is like rude. the rudest thing. But apparently that's the result of fairies or elves um, tangling and knotting the hairs of sleeping children Ooh. as they play, play in and out of their hair at night, oh, which is yeah. horrifying. Jeez. I mean, that sounds mostly just like a story like, like, oh, you wake up and your hair is tangled. Why is your hair tangled? And they're and like, you know what? Elf locks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got a great idea. Let's call it elf locks. Let's um, push common sense aside and then tell kids that it's fairies. Yeah. Playing in your hair. Yeah. Um, which is horrifying. Because <laughs> ticks were definitely, or not ticks, like lice and uh, stuff. Well, I mean, ticks also. But yeah. lice were definitely a thing back then. So, like, children. Bugs. Yeah, yeah. You were already afraid of stuff being yeah. in your hair. So that's cool. Um, so that's kind of the French background. Mm-hmm. And then also the uh, Native American folklore on that. Um, so they have uh, their own version um, in North America that they're just called like little people. Um, they don't, or at least I don't know, I wasn't able to like find a better word for it. Right. Um, so it's, it's a kind of small mischievous dwarf. Uh, so petroglyph illustrations that they found mm-hmm. um, show that these little people had horns. Ooh. And okay, so we only know what do you think? They had horns, <laughs> and they rode five to seven per canoe, which kind of useless information. 
But um, <laughs> that's the funniest fact I've ever heard. Oh my I god! I know it's only from the pictures. Like that's that's all they can glean from the pictures. But like, so they had horns and they rode five to seven per canoe. Um, what kind of information is that? I don't know. Oh my god! Um, I believe that I got that from Wikipedia. So it's Wikipedia information. But Fair. still, um, but so these little people would play pranks. Like, uh, they would sing in the woods and then hide when people tried to find (gasps) them. Um, And then it said, this is actually really sweet, uh, that the little people loved children and would take them away from bad or abusive parents. (gasps) um, Or if the child was without parents or if their kids were, like, left in the woods to fend for themselves and they would, like, they would, like. Feral take them things. in pretty pretty much, yes. <laughs> so they became kind of a sort of um, patron saint of lost children. Oh, so like if your child got lost, lovely. then people would be like, little people help. Um, help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, but it's uh, interesting because in uh, the Nain Rouge's case, mm-hmm. uh, kind of different because he's, he's, he's red right. and small. Uh, he does have horns. Um, which, so that's kind of closer to the Native American, um, thing, but the Nain Rouge, um, although kind of sneaky and stuff, Mm -hmm. he was mostly a harbinger of doom. Um, so in the way that like a banshee would tell you when something was bad about to happen. Yeah. Um, there's actually this guy I was reading all about him. Um, how, okay. So every year, I'll go back a little bit. Every year there's a Nain Rouge parade. Yeah. Um, in, in Detroit. Mm -hmm. It started... Uh, in 2010, oh. I believe. So, like, not that long ago. And right. it actually started by um, these two guys. Um, they were then uh, Wayne State University Law School students, uh, Francis Gunro and Joe Ull. Ull? Ull? Um, so they wanted to kind of um, emulate the culture of Mardi Gras in New Orleans because right. they were like, well, we have a lot of French roots, yeah. and so does yeah. New Orleans. So, like, let's make a big, giant, drunken party. Um, and so the whole thing is that uh, they they have someone dressed up like the Nain Rouge, mm-hmm. um, and then that the Nain Rouge character is like, I'm going to destroy the city, and I'm going to be tricky and mean <laughs> and stuff. And then... Everyone's supposed to be like, like, screw you, Nain Rouge. <laughs> and then at the, at the very end of the night, they, like, they burn, like, a Nain Rouge, like, doll thing, I guess. Ooh. Or, like, um, an yeah, an effigy, if you will. Yikes. Great word. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So, um, and then when you go to this parade, you dress up to hide your face so that the real mm. Nain Rouge can't tell that it's you and try to get, like, revenge mm-hmm. on you. But, um... But the idea of that was seen um, as this, like, terrible thing, because he's not really, like, a jerk. He right. may be a trickster, but, right. like, he didn't, um, like, cause Cadillac to, like, lose everything right. necessarily. Right, Yeah, it was just, he's, like, the harbinger of bad news, right. like, good luck, right. it's gonna be terrible now. <laughs> um, so... Let me I wonder, see what it is. So if he's a har har Harbinger? Harbinger? That word. If he is supposed to um, predict doom, mm-hmm. like when you see him, how how would Cadillac have appeased him? Like, would it just have been like not chasing him with his cane? I guess so. Just like letting him be, maybe yeah. talking to him or like something. Being nice. Yeah, because like maybe they just like sat down, had a nice <laughs> meal. 
over some mead or something. They probably drank mead back then. <laughs> That's still a it's thing a now, little... but still. Yeah. And also, like, earlier. Um, yeah, maybe if he invited him to his garden party or something. Yeah. They could have, like, chatted about it, yeah. and then the Nain Rouge could be like, so this is going to happen, but this is how you can fix it, maybe? Right. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so the Nain Rouge, that was not the only time that he has been seen. Uh, mm, <laughs> in fact, um, he's been seen, like, a bunch over uh, multiple centuries. Oh. Um, so that was the first one in 1701. Okay. The first That's thing that we have of him. Yeah, it was a long, long time ago. But the creature is also to said to appear um on <laughs> july 30th 1763 before the battle of bloody one no oh my god i know i wanted to tell you earlier but i was like no 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 this is a great <laughs> reveal i love it i'm so I, as soon as you said july 17 i was like oh that's when the thing was right oh yeah so he uh eyewitnesses said that they saw the name rouge dancing among the corpses Ooh. On the banks of the Detroit River after the battle. Yikes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then actually, yeah, so then it says, uh, the small tributary of the Detroit River, which still flows through what is now Elmwood Cemetery, uh-huh. turned red with blood for days after the battle. I was did. like, I was like, what? <laughs> Come amazing. on. I know. Yeah. Aww. Full circle here. <laughs> um, but then also multiple um, famous sightings occurred in the days before the 1805 fire which is like our you know like our chicago fire our chicago fire (laughs) (laughs) they don't just get we get one too Um, why doesn't anyone pay attention to detroit right (laughs) um and then general william hull um so apparently a a, like a real person um (laughs) general so probably to be trusted like why would they ever talk about right uh reported a dwarf attack (gasps) In the fog, just before his surrender of Detroit in the War of 1812. Ooh. So apparently there was a dwarf attack. Which, I don't know, because that one doesn't quite, like, fit with, like, the no. name Rouge just being, like, a harbinger of doom. Right. But, um, yeah. But anyway, so that apparently happened. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, la 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 la. Here we go. Ooh, this one's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> also not sure if, because I don't know, this lore doesn't add up, but we'll see. So Jane Dacey of East Elizabeth Street, uh, was at home performing errands one evening in, Octo- in October 1872 uh, when she entered a dark room and saw what the Detroit Free Press called, that's a thing we still have, Detroit Free Press, um, sure. what they called a ghost. However, the description of blood red eyes, <gasps> long teeth, and rattling hooves Ooh. seems more akin to the famed Nain Rouge Ooh. than a mere specter. Or Krampus. Or, or Krampus. <laughs> I don't know. Was it Christmas? October. No, it no, no, not quite. Um, and then um, another woman claimed to have been attacked. So who knows? Maybe he is like trickier than he seems. Right. Uh, attacked in 1884, um, so like about 10 years after, mm. um, and described the creature as resembling a baboon with a horned head, Yikes. brilliant, restless eyes, Ooh. and a devilish leer on his face, which Ooh. is also creepy. Um, other sightings include the day before the 1967 Detroit riot. <gasps> oh no. Um, and also before a huge snowstorm in March of 1976, which seems, I mean, did of the doom bad stuff? Like, like a giant snowstorm. Like, I'm sure it was a bad snowstorm, yeah, probably. Yeah, but, like, but did like, anyone die or um, anything? I don't know. But here we go. So this is who saw it for the for the huge ice storm and stuff. Oh. 
um, in March of 1976, uh, two utility workers are said to have seen what they thought was a child <gasps> climbing a utility pole. Oh. When, which then, so this like weird baby child thing, then jumped from the top of the pole oh. and ran away as they <gasps> approached. So like they're seeing this thing climb up and then it jumps to the ground from oh. like the top of the pole. Oh my god! Oh good gracious, that's horrifying. That is so that's like scary. the weird. That's like. My scary things too, like children crawling, like mm. in scary movies, is like mm. disgusting any, to me. Any kind of crawling is oh. horrifying to me. Yeah, thank, thank you, The Ring. Also, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> P.S. Um, also, and then more recently, in the autumn of 1996, oh. according to an article in the Michigan Believer, which mm. also I want to I want to read that, um, the name <laughs> Rouge was spotted by two admittedly. Uh, drunk nightclub patrons who claimed to have heard a strange cawing sound similar to a crow Ooh. coming from a small hunched over man who oh, was fleeing no. the scene of a car burglary uh, and the creature was described as wearing what looked like a really nasty torn fur coat uh, so just, just think about this skin. like yeah oh, <laughs> gross his fur yeah. coat is his fur <laughs> so yeah so it's like this tiny man is like calling. Oh my god! Like, think about that. Let that haunt your dreams for a I while. I can't even imagine seeing something like that because I feel right. like my brain would immediately shut it down. Yeah, like it would be like, nope. Yeah, you didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that brings us to tip number two. If you're ever in a <laughs> terrible situation, right, you make yourself pass out. <laughs> You just gotta do it. You just gotta do it. Go to sleep. Just go to sleep. <laughs> just lay down on the floor, close your eyes. No matter what happens, you're not seeing it, nope. which sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, that's like ideal. Yeah, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we learned a lot today. We did. We did. It was good. Mm-hmm. I like it. That sounds scary. And I like that the, the name Rouge has been around for so long mm-hmm. and like it's consistently spotted. Yeah. Like 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. Mm-hmm. I don't know about recently, but yeah. maybe the uh, the parade has done its best to keep them away. Whoa. It's true. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So there was this, also this one little story, and I just want to, like, touch on it. I'm okay. not going to read all about it. But um, <laughs> so there was this, let's see, in the um, early 1800s, there was this horse that was living in Detroit. Oh, no. Um, named, um, Sans Suchi, maybe, probably, Sans, Sans Suchi, um, who was, like, like, older than the oldest person that was living in Detroit at the time, like, everyone was like, well, this horse has been around for forever. Um, weird. and, like, it would, it would, like, get into every field somehow, like, it always could get in. People uh-huh. said that they saw it, like, jump 12 feet to get, like, into the fort. And it would, like, eat everybody's food. Yeah, it's real weird. <laughs> um, and it was owned by um, this guy. So, oh, it was just a lady horse, just in case you're wondering. Um, and uh, her owner was um, Jean Beaugrand. 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 If you will. Beautiful big. Beaugrand. Beautiful big. <laughs> big, beautiful Jean. <laughs> Um, and so whenever, like, it would just walk really slow and, like, eat people's things, and it, it was really old. Um, but whenever, um, Jean would, like, call her home uh-huh. and be like, Sansuki or something, um, then she would, like, run to him. Um, and so this one day, this guy was walking past, um, Jean's house, mm-hmm. and he looked in the window, because, like, of course, 
and he saw uh, Jean and the horse. Oh no! Were were chilling like at this dinner table together, and they were like eating food and talking and laughing <laughs> with each other, which is weird. I don't like that. real weird. So you're like, <laughs> okay, that's that's creepy. That's not okay. And so then um, this guy that had walked past, he like went to go get other people because like, what the hell? What fresh hell is this? Um, so he went to get some people and then he brought them back and they all looked through the like window and the horse, uh, the horse and the man and Jean, Jean and San Suki, um, they were playing cards together and laughing and drinking. Um, and so this one, this one guy who like saw it, he's like, what the hell is this? Or something, you know, probably (laughs) that's a real quote. Yeah. And, um, he kicked down the door and as soon as they kicked down the door, the horse jumps out the window and it's just like gone. And they're like, Jean, like, what what is going on? And Jean's like, I don't know, what are you talking about? And they're like, um, we just saw the horse in here playing cards with you. And he's like, uh, yeah, no, the horse is downstairs, like in the barn or something, down down in the barn. Um, so they go and the horse is in the barn and everybody's like, What what is this? And then um, so this horse has been around forever, like sure. apparently, because no one remembers when it was born. Yes. Um a couple weeks later, um, was when the fire happened, the Detroit fire that burned down the entire city. And so someone said that they saw above the barn Nain Rouge. Oh my god. And he was laughing and dancing. No. Yeah, on top of the barn. Oh my god. And then it then it burned down. Like like and then it was gone. Which is also like insane because we learned that the French Louton uh, mm. sometimes takes the Good form of a horse. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not saying it's real, but yeah. it's real. <laughs> You've convinced me. <laughs> such a weird story. Right? What a creepy... Ooh. Like, think about a horse. How did they even play cards? I'm picturing, like, that, like, what, is it Family Guy or something? Where, like, the horse, like, takes off its hooves and then has and little then fingers. <laughs> Does a little like Mr. Burns thing with his creepy little horse fingers. I'm imagining the horse sitting at the table, but like in a chair. So he's just like laying back and super cash. Super cash. It's like a Tuesday night. Um, So Sans Sushi, I don't, wait, I don't know how to actually pronounce sushi. It's probably not sushi. (laughs) But I don't know. know, Who knows? This Mm -hmm. is, you know, I took two years of French and this was not in my French class. Okay. But it means without worry. Oh. Which is interesting, I yeah. think, because, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, because he did whatever he wanted, or she, I'm sorry, because it was she, late, Lady Horse Mare. She, horse. Yeah, <laughs> she did whatever she wanted. She was totally without worry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weird. 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 I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's our, so, those are our weird stories. Yeah. Weird Detroit. Um, yeah, so we... Plan on doing this, what, every week? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess we'll have a th- some kind of theme probably every week. Yeah. Um, luckily for us, the world has been around for a long time, and uh, scary stories have been around just as long. Mm-hmm. So we have plenty to choose from. Yeah. So we're going to be like the new X-Files, <laughs> but two ladies. I'll be Mulder. <laughs> That's fair. Because <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll be, <laughs> You'll be Skinner. You'll be Skinner. 
perfect. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, if anyone wants to email us any weird stories that they have, mm-hmm. um, we have an email address, which is ghoulgals at gmail.com. Um, and we also have a Twitter. 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 Which is... <laughs> One of the first people I followed was um, Ghost Adventures on Twitter. <laughs> yes. So, hoping that Zach Baggins follows me back. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, speaking of, I don't understand why they haven't come here at all. Right? They've never been to Detroit as far really? as I know. They've had like 13 seasons of that show um, and they've never been here. Yeah, we barely looked and we saw like a Which, bunch of stuff about Detroit. Right. Yeah. Like most... Haunted city in the U.S. In the Midwest. In Southeast Michigan. (laughs) Except for Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Our uh, Twitter handle uh, is ghoulgals. And we also have an Instagram. Which is also just ghoulgals. Because we're ghouly gals. Cool. Um, So yeah, so you can follow us on there. We'll be posting um, photos from, like I'll post pictures of Elmwood Cemetery. Mm -hmm. We'll post some illustrations of the Nain Rouge, which are creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Krampus, but without the tongue. But sometimes with the tongue. Yeah, on that photo that you printed, he has the tongue. He does have the tongue, which is weird. strange. But like small, he's he's a small Krampus. Yeah. A little um, pack of size Krampus. Krampus to go. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So I think that was it. Like we don't have to promote anything else. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. To our first podcast. Yay. I'm Julie. This is Cassandra. And we're ghoulish gals. Cool gals. <laughs> Ghoulish. Ghoulish gals. Ghoulish. We'll figure it out, guys. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.